Hello, you're listening to Yarns from the Plain, a podcast for knitters, crocheters, and anyone who loves to play with yarn. Hello, and welcome to episode 50. Sorry, that was a little cheesy, wasn't it? But it is the 50th episode. Wow. I do feel like I should be blowing horns and having setting off party poppers and having a real gold theme. But I'm really sorry, I haven't. <laughs> In fact, I've almost put off recording this episode um, for reasons that will become clear in a moment, but I, I didn't. Um, but it's going to have a slightly... Well... There's not much knitting content, let's put it that way. How have you been? I'm afraid to say I think I've left the last, spent the last two weeks in a near coma. <laughs> after all the excitement of the stuffing event. I have to say, actually, um, the week after the Woolsack stuffing event, which is uh, two weeks ago now, I did nothing craft-wise. I mean nothing. I sat there every night and just... Vegged, watched a little bit of telly, tried to catch up on bits of schoolwork, um, but I didn't sew any squares together. I didn't knit anything. I didn't. I didn't do anything. <laughs> it's a bit awful, really, isn't it? Um, and then um, last week, oh, plane going overhead. Oh, sorry, chaps. Um, last week I decided to um, sort out some wool uh, and have a look at the bits of squares I had left for wool sack cushions and see what I could um, pull together because I knew I, I've obviously got the squares from you that you've all my lovely listeners have sent in I've got the part bits of, of ones that I've started here so I thought right let's rationalise so I pulled out my little um, sheepy squares based on Anne Kingston's sheep design and um, I've got seven of those. Although one of them appears to be missing at the moment. I can only count six, which is not great. So I cast on for another one of those because I need nine for the front of a cushion. And um, I have sort of done some desultory work on that. And then last since last Sunday, which was the day before my birthday, I um, have really, all my, my craft mainly has been weaving. I warped up the knitter's loom that I had for my birthday and have been um, playing with that, just doing a variety of greens. So it's sort of, it's not been, not been terribly productive here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, but, um, but it's, you know, I think I needed it. I think I was so cushioned out. I think I just needed to, to veg out for a bit. So, um, so yeah, it does make for a very uneventful podcast with not a great deal of you know productivity in it but uh, you know I'm sure you could bear with me on that one the knitter's loom I received that for my birthday because my birthday was the day after Wonderwall Wales and my lovely hubby 
bought me a knitter's loom, a 12-inch Ashford knitter's loom. They fold up and they go in a bag so you can carry them around with you. And I was going to go to Wonderwall and go on two of their wool schools about different effects and things that you could have from warping up, different ways to warp up the loom. So hubby ordered me the loom and it arrived and it sat there in its bag. We checked it was there and then we left it and didn't do anything with it. And then the workshops were cancelled because there wasn't enough interest. Ah, trauma. So, um, but never mind. So I booked on something else instead at Wonderwall, uh, which was last week. And I went to, on a hand carding um, wool school with Frail in. And I have to say, I really do feel now I can make proper Rolex. Hurrah! So I have a little pile of Rolex. I haven't spun from them yet. That's the next step learning how to spin from them but I thought I, I actually need more Rolex before I can do that but when I got my wheel the lady who sold the wheel to my mum also gave her a, a big paper sack full of fleece that had been dyed purple so um, I might see if I can um, card some of that because you certainly can't spin it as it is um, it's too clumpy um, you know it's not been carded at all so I thought right I will uh, I think I'll probably sort of card some of that but that left me of course with the the knitter's loom now I do have a rigid head on loom I've got a, a 32 inch Ashford but it doesn't sit on your knee <laughs> so I I have that currently I sit I use it on the dining table although my husband did buy me a stand so we need to put the stand together so I can you know have it you know take up the entire sitting room with it if I want to um, I'm sure that's not the plan but never mind Anyway, um, the knitter's loom does fit on my lap. And actually, I folded it up and took it with me to the knit group at Fibre and Clay on Thursday. And it, it's a dream. It's got little notches at the back so you can actually lean it against the edge of a table. When it's lent against the edge of a table, it's a dream to use. And it works out really, really quickly, far quicker than when it's on your knee. Um, because obviously, I keep when I want to move the heddle around, I keep banging my knees on it. Um, so it was an absolute joy. So I've warped it up with some green... Boot, I think it's called Butte from Texere. I can never know how to pronounce that. T e x e r e. And um, so I've walked out with some green, and then I'm just using lots of different. That's a, a, a British wool yarn because it's smoother. It has some neps in it, but it's smoother, so it's far easier to move the hill and it was with that herdwick so i think i am going to have to see if i can take that herdwick off the 32 inch and see if i can replace it with something else um which is going to be a fiddly job but i just can't weave with that herdwick when it all sticks together it's just ridiculous talk about a rookie mistake but never mind anyway i'm happily weaving away um this random variety of greens on a green warp or british wool if it works and if i you know when i wash it the the weave structure closes up nicely then um i'm going to see if i can sew two strips together and uh oh guess what make another wool sack cushion <laughs> but you know the wool sack deadline isn't until the end of may i do have some stuffing left um and you know they're a little bit hard to get out of your system i know isn't that terrible you just thought i'd have had enough you'd have laughed at us we uh we shoved all 67 cushions in my husband's car last weekend and kind of shoehorned them in and uh, took them up to 
wool sack uh, stand at Wonderwall Wales, so I was able to deliver them safely there. So I haven't got to give them house room. I don't mind giving you know ten fifteen house room because we will, um, you know that that we will have some more coming from Guild this month, and that's not a problem. They're easy to store, but sixty seven in a great big you know with twenty five of them in a great big sack is a bit difficult. Uh, but there we are. Never mind. So, I've mentioned Woolsack, and I've mentioned Wonderwall Wales, I guess. It's time to fess up, isn't it? Um, I spent a little bit of time on the Woolsack stand, and I went to my hand-carding workshop. Other than that, my husband and I strolled around and had a little look. I've worked out a way, ladies, to make sure that you don't spend too much, and that is take your husband with you, because... You know, eat enough, cramp your style. Um, I'm sorry, that sounds really dreadful, doesn't it? But, you know, you don't feel you can be quite so wickedly abandoned when you're with all the fluff when you've got a hubby right behind you. Um, Gentlemen who listen to this, uh, you may well suffer from the same problem with your other half. Just, you know, nothing is said, but it's just that raise of the eyebrow, isn't it? But there we are. Anyway... What did I do? I made a beeline for Easy Knits. I love John's colourways. They're so bright. They lift you up. They make your heart sing. They produce socks that can be seen from space. And I just... I love them. I love them. So I bought two braids of Polworth in a really, really bright colourway. It hasn't got a name, but there's lots of... It's it's, um, magenta and bright yellow and um, I think there's some blues in there as well I have no idea what I will do with it once I've spun it up I suspect that whatever I spin will be Navajo applied to try and keep the colours from going all sludgy Um, so I've got two 100 gram braids of that so that's quite a lot Um, it might make a very loud scarf actually if I spin it up nicely you know something that screams screams at you really um, could make very long socks if I never hope if I spun it and never hope applied it. Um, they would be great, great knee socks, wouldn't it? Potentially, not that I wear knee socks or knit them. Um, you know, don't know what else could it make. If I spun it thin enough, you know, could make a garment, I suppose. But we'll see. Anyway, I also bought a Falkland um, in some warm. Um, rosy green sort of almost autumnal colours but much they were really warm um, for my friend who's delighted with it uh, I managed to walk away from their Jubilee sock yarn which was red, white and blue with a sparkle in it I really wanted it but I didn't I was very good I walked away um, then what did I get oh I went to the sheepfold stand I was hoping to get some more of that Methra, that beautiful, beautiful, soft blend of four browns. No, it's hardly any left. As in, not that they didn't have any on the stall, but as in, they virtually exhausted their um, stock of it and their supply of the raw materials to spin it. So, <sighs> maybe I shouldn't have kept telling you about it. <laughs> I've had a run on it, but it is beautiful. I mean, it is. You could make a sweater from it that would be next to skin soft easily. Absolutely. So I bought some Torthy, which is also known as um, badger-faced. Um, 
Welsh and it's uh, a cream, but it's got some grey guard hair, some, some dark sort of hairs in it. Like, oh, um, I think, is it guard hairs? Anyway, so it makes the overall thing look very slightly um, grey, but very, very pale. It's not grey, grey. It is more cream with little grey flecks in it. Um, just because it was pretty and I thought it would make another one to make um, my ninth sheep, but make him slightly different than the, the sheep that goes in the middle. Make him slightly different. Um, then where did I go? Oh, I bought a Manx Lockton raw fleece. Um, it's a lovely brown with some bleach tips. I want it for the knit girls spin along, knit along. They are spinning the fibre to make the yarn to knit a cabled cardigan and although that lovely Jacob cross that I have in the shed is just beautiful and I really need to prep it it's also black and I'm not sure that cables in black yarn really are the, are the best so I'm going to um, prepare this and card it and spin it now if I successfully spin it obviously that will be now, let me, if I get this right, that will be a woolen spin. It will make a loftier and slightly fluffier yarn. So I don't, may not necessarily get sharp, crisp definition around my cables. But it should mean I get enough yarn to knit it without actually weighing the whole thing down with heaviness. Because I think worsted does give you a seems to give you a denser yarn. So worsted spinning is where you have your combed tops, your commercially prepared um, comb tops, and you are spinning in the direction of all of the fibres. Um, you're drawing from them and they're all being spun in. Woolen spinning is when you card them into a spiral or a rolex, so you roll them around and then... The fibres are all in a circle and you spin from out from the middle of the circle. So the spinning is happening at 90 degrees to the fibre direction. So it will give a different yarn. Um, and like I say, it won't give me crisp cable definition. But, you know, let's see how it goes. I think it could give it a... A bit of a nice fuzz, maybe. Of course, I could be completely speaking out of my backside and not have a clue what I'm talking about. But that's my plan. That is my plan. So, that's future plans and wonder... Oh, what else? Yes, I did buy something else. I bought some Dazzle HT from... The natural dye studio in sort of a blues colours that bluey colours that's called Alice, because I have got the pattern from Millicent, which is a waterfall front cardigan made out of crochet motifs. I know a crochet garment, but it's not. It's all going to be done in the one colour, so I think it's going to look beautiful. The one on the stand looked beautiful, and that's what got me. It was like, ah, 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 I want to crochet that. And it is ages since I've crocheted anything. 
So, you know, it would be ideal. So all I need to do is wind the the yarn, really, into cakes. They're still in the hanks, um, and then I can sort of do something with them. So that's all my not very much crafting progress in the last two weeks and my splurging. <laughs> Terrible, really, isn't it? So it brings me on, really, to the review. Um, and I am going to review the Ashford 12-inch Knitter's Loom with the carry bag. I got mine uh, from my friend who is a Ashford supplier, but you can get them from any Ashford supplier. And the the rate seems to be, with the bag at the moment, it's around about £175 mark. But that's everything you need um, to set it up, apart from the yarn, uh, and the bag to carry it in. And I can't see the point, I really can't see the point in having a foldable portable loom if you don't have the dedicated bag to put it in it just seems a bit silly so the loom is very easy to set up it is already put together when you get it out of the bag um, there are clear instructions with pictures and all you need to do is warp and go there are clear instructions in the booklet for how to warp the loom the warp is actually specifically for a scarf project um so that you could it says within two hours you go from loom to scarf now i found it took me a bit longer than not it didn't take me too long uh, you know an hour to warp the the loom um i mean the only reason it did was because i'd actually changed my mind halfway through warping it on the, the length of warp i wanted so but it is very easy to to warp the loom um, using the pictures and using the, the description. It's helpful if you're making a very long warp to have someone else to help you hold the edge when you're winding everything on. The Knitter's Loom originally, um, it's made out of a sort of a lacquered, I mean it could be pine, but it could also be a sort of a particle porn made to, to look like pan, isn't that dreadful? But it, it's highly polished and it, looks, it reminds me a bit of, of kitchen units in that respect. Um, it's pale colour and there are plastic tightening knobs on the back brake and the front brake and on the knobs that you loosen the uh, middle of the loom with in which to fold it up and travel it even with the the weaving on the loom. In older versions these were bright blue as were the plastic in the heddle um, but mine isn't, mine's a sort of a buff colour and when I was speaking to my friend she said that's because a lot of people had complained to Ashford that it looked like a child's toy when the, with the blue plastic parts. Um, it didn't bother me at all, I was just surprised when I opened it up and it didn't have blue plastic but it comes with two shuttles and one heddle a 7.5 dent heddle width, that means 7.5 ends per inch. So you can use a, a sort of a medium weight yarn on that. And you can actually use fancy, you know, eyelashy yarns. It's an ideal place to use up some of those novelty yarns if you've got some and you don't know what to do with them. They actually look really cool woven into some things. Um, my friends made some fantastic wraps and scarves using them. You can get 
other size heddles and you can get a double heddle kit so that you can do a lot more with it. And it also comes with a copy of um, Tucked Aside the Plastic, the, a copy of the latest wheel, which is the magazine produced by Ashford, which I actually find a really interesting magazine because it, it has, it, it tries to feature something that uses every one of our, you know, something for the range of Ashford's products. So there are articles in there on dyeing because they sell dyeing. There are articles there on uh, wheels. There is articles there on weaving. There are patterns there for um, making a waistcoat out of cloth that you've woven. So it's really interesting. And I I am thoroughly enjoying it. It's a dream to weave with. Really easy. I sat next to someone at knit group on Thursday and she's eight and after watching me for five minutes I said would you like a go and she was weaving beautifully her tension wasn't quite the same as mine so you can tell the little tiny bit where she wove but actually the weave itself is absolutely fine so it's excellent loom um even for younger children to use so I just really liked it and I would recommend it if you were wanting a simple, small loom. It may not be the cheapest on the market, but the portability means it is an absolute dream to use anywhere. And you literally just pop it in the bag, fold it up, pop it in the bag and go. And it's lightweight to carry and not a problem. Now, my something I really like this week (laughs) this is so terrible it should be something erudite and linked with the idea of it being my golden anniversary edition it's not it's the draw something app (laughs) for the iphone (laughs) it's a game how terrible is that a game but i can uh, i can heartily recommend this as a brilliant way of wasting time um it's a lovely little silly game where you just draw pictures like Pictionary and send them to people and they have to try and guess them and it just sucks your time but you know I'm up for sucking my time for those days you know when you need you know something that's not craft based so you know if if you've got it and you'd like to find me I am unsurprisingly Tales from the Plane and you know, seek me out. <laughs> Come and play. Anyway, this is only a short episode. I did suspect it would be. We've got a very busy few weeks coming up over the next few weeks at work, but I have some ideas in the bag and several things that need editing and putting together. So although the podcasts may now slip back more into a fortnightly routine over the next few weeks we should you know i have got some things to put up there so even if i haven't got much to say all i do is bob up at the front hopefully i'll be able to send that uh, and uh, upload some things over the next little while i love to hear from my listeners and if you are in the uk then you know it is the bank holiday weekend this weekend it's, you know, today's Saturday the 5th of May. I'm looking at blue skies here, which, of course, is great. But, you know, we're not going to be here. <laughs> we're going somewhere else. But all I'm just thinking is, you know, with it being the bank holiday weekend, 
you know, get out there, take some photos, go and put them over on the postcard thread in the Ravelry group. People have been popping little postcards up of, of places they've been been going, and it's been really interesting. So I love that. Go and put some photos over there in that thread. If you're not in the UK and it's not a bank holiday weekend, well, hopefully your weather is just going to be as glorious as it appears to be here. Get out and about. Take some photos. Go and see what you can uh, find. Go and stick them on the thread. You can contact me in all the usual ways that are at the end of the, the show. And I do thoroughly enjoy all the contact. Anyway, until next time, take care and thanks for listening. You've been listening to Yarns from the Plain. Show notes and links are available at the Yarns from the Plain show page at yarnsfromtheplain.podbean.com. If you'd like to contact the show, you can leave a comment over there on the show page or you can email me at yarnsfromtheplain at googlemail.com or message me on Ravelry where I'm Tales from the Plain. Until next time, take care and thanks for listening.